Yo, what up, Bryce? It's your big bro, Earl Cole, winner of Survivor Fiji, a.k.a. King of Fiji, a.k.a. the unanimous one, a.k.a. the sole survivor. Just wanted to say congrats on the success of the Purple Pants podcast. Proud of your little bro. Keep doing what you're doing, informing, entertaining the world. We love it. It's a, it's a, it's a purple podcast, y'all. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. I am your host, Bryce Isaiah, and I am so excited to be here for another episode of Issa, Issa, It's the Purple Pants Podcast. Sorry, y'all, you know I get so excited when it comes to recording this podcast, but what's been going on? How's everyone? I hope everyone had an amazing week since the last time that we talked. You know, welcome, 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 welcome back, my Purple Pants Posse, and welcome back to some of our new listeners. Before I start spilling the tea, if you guys could do me a favor, if you could please subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, that would be greatly appreciated. If you can give your baby boy some five stars, write me a review. I love the feedback. It helps me grow and helps me me push the content that you guys are looking for now what i've been up to you know me busy as a quarantine b uh uh busy as a quarantine b i'm busy as a quarantine b now whoo bang bang listen last week your baby boy was booked and busy i had so much i was doing with personal work with other little projects that i'm working on that i just was like where is the time what am i doing what's going on so last wednesday i had the honor to be able to host the david versus goliath reunion zoom call raising money for the naacp and you know your baby boy was nervous as you know, I host the podcast. You know, I've been a guest host on other people's podcasts, but I've never hosted something. So, but listen, you know, your baby boy put on his host crown and rose to the occasion. It was such a fun time getting to chat with all of the David vs. Goliath cast. And to be honest, it really gave me a survivor fix because, you know, these Wednesdays ain't been the same since season 40 ended. And so I'm patiently waiting for the next season. So it really was able for me to get my survivor fix and raise money for a great cause, the NAACP. So I was so excited about that. Then on Friday, you know, it was Juneteenth and my job Thursday mid-afternoon let us know that they were giving us the day off for Juneteenth. And I was like, oh, my God, it's about time. But I wanted just to take this time to educate some of my Purple Pants posse who was like, I heard of Juneteenth, but I don't really know what's going on. So it's called Juneteenth, but really it's June 19th also known as Freedom Day, Jubilee Day, Liberation Day, and Emancipation Day. It's really a holiday celebrating the emancipation of those who had been enslaved in the United States. And so the story behind it is, on June 19, 1865, is when the Union soldiers landed in Gavelston, Texas, with the word that the Civil War had ended and freed the slaves in Texas. And so that's important to know because Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, which freed all black blacks in confederate states and so essentially these people that were in texas after slavery was ended for two and a half years okay two 
two and a half years, they were still in slavery. And so I think that it's important. It's a, it is a holiday that we've always celebrated in my household that my mom growing up made sure that we knew the importance of what's going on. Um, and so I think that it's important that now given everything that's going on in this country that, you know, a lot of jobs, a lot of workplaces. And, you know, I even believe Senator Kamala Harris is uh, trying to get it a national holiday, which I'm like, well, why isn't it already? So that's the story behind Juneteenth and why it's really important to understand with everything that's going on. And when we, we're talking about all of the stuff that's going on, it's important to know that even when slavery ended two and a half years later down in Texas, there were still slaves held as slaves when they were technically free people. So let that just sink into you. Let that just sink in because, you know, when we say Black Lives Matters, that's what we mean. Like, you know, we've been systematically oppressed for a very long time, but we're going to celebrate that day because that's the day that, listen, and we're not free unless we all free. So that was a huge day to celebrate. I was so excited. Um, a lot of my friends called me and it was just a great education day, you know, give back some service that you can do just to kind of give back to the community. So I was super excited for Juneteenth. And then also this Sunday, I had participated in PG's game night. We did Heroes versus Villain. And I was like kind of nervous because I'm like, I don't really know about how this game will work. But it ended up being so much fun. It was me, John Carroll, Mike Holloway, Figgy, Randy, Bailey was there. Uh, and it was so much fun. Uh, so yeah, so Baby Boy was busy. But listen, let me break down what's going on on this episode this week. So I'm so excited for this episode. So we've got the church announcements this week. And this week on the menu, I've got the honor to be interviewing Zeke Smith from Survivors Millennials versus Gen X Game Changers. He's an actor, he's a director, and he's a writer. And he's in the new Netflix documentary, Disclosure. So Zeke and I spent a great time talking about his experience on Survivor, his experience as a trans man, and what Disclosure is like. And so I'm so excited. So for this week's episode, I am going to kind of cut it down a little bit. And that is going to be the episode. But I'm still going to give y'all advice with Bryce and Freak of the Week. But I'm trying to experiment as this podcast continues to grow. And I don't really want to do a full out episode when I feel like it might take away from what Zeke and I are talking about. And I feel like that it's really, really important. So buckle your seat belts, roll up your car windows, put your headphones on, get your water ready because we about to start this episode. Now let's get into the church announcements. <laughs> All right, for this week's church announcements, I've got three church announcements. First church announcements, I just wanted to give a huge shout out to all the zaddies out there. We just celebrated Father's Day, and so I just wanted to make sure that for me here at the Purple Pants Podcast, we show our zaddies some love. You are much appreciated the work that you do dealing with your family your kids and being a constant support we know that growing up dads are so important and so it's so important to celebrate dads that are present in their children's lives so i just wanted to take some time to put that on the church announcements just to thank all the zaddies out there we appreciate you you not only easy on the eyes but you are good for our souls and good for the families and continue to do all the great work that you do we know it's not an easy job 
but you do it with a smile on your face and love in your heart. So I just wanted to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Next on the church announcements, I just want to remind you that I am still selling my black and gay S shirts okay and the proceeds is going to benefit the mahogany project and after last week's episode so many people have been reaching out reaching out to the mahogany project asking what they can do and how they can lend their support so i just want to say purple pants posse you is the shit okay yes i love it i love the fact that you guys can rally behind a good cause and yes the mahogany project project is amazing and so i am donating the proceeds to the shirts that i sell to the mahogany project as my little part so make sure you get them and again i know i know i know everybody don't feel comfortable wanting to wear them and i get it because it's for a specific specific person but if you know somebody or you want to support and get the shirt just please help your baby boy out i greatly appreciate it all right next for our final church announcements i got my girl jitsia jitsia from season 28 kagiyan on the church announcements what's popping jitsia is, oh, this is the church announcement? This is not choir practice? No, this is not choir practice. This is the church announcement. I'm sorry, my bad. That's um, that's on Wednesday. The, the choir <laughs> yes. practice is on Wednesday, not Tuesday. My bad. Hi, I'm just here. Oh, yeah, I remember my announcement now. So my church announcement is I actually want to tell the congregation that I am helping to put on an event on Friday, this Friday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, Friday, June 26th, and it features some of the Black survivors, and we're going to be talking about, you know, our experience as African Americans on Survivor. The name of our event is Tribes and Tribulations, and you can actually go to the website, jatiaphd.com forward slash TNT, Tribes and Tribulations. Um, and we're just going to be having a conversation. Some of your favorite survivors are going to be there. So we got Julia. We got Jamal. We have some of our older school folk. We got Russ. Um, we have Ramona from season one. We got some winners. Wendell is actually going to be there. And I'm going to be there. And guess who else is going to be there? Mr. Purple Pants himself. Yes. I'm so excited for this event. I definitely think it's long overdue. And I definitely think it is, you know, given everything that's going on, just for us to tell our stories and our experience, I think that it is something great and something that can help, you know, move the needle forward for future African-American players or players of color that play Survivor. So I'm definitely excited for this. And yeah, so this Friday, 6.30, like trials and tribulations. Let's go. Um, and then before we get done this church announcements, I want to know you know they announced on the bachelor that there's going to be a black bachelor are you going to be watching the bachelor to you oh i will be there so i've watched like a season or two of the bachelor and the bachelorette but i'm in count me in and we gonna talk we gonna talk about it because i know we have different reality tv tastes you know you are team mimi i am team not mimi that's one go. of the things. Yes, come you on and get some. Come, no, on, uh, come on and get come some. Come on and sit down. Come on, come, and sit down. Come on and get some. Come, come on and get some. This needy. Come on no. and come on and come on and come on. Don't hate on needy. I'm needy. Like I want to like her, but her attitude is so dismissive, and I'm like, mm. I just want her to like be the fun Nene and stop being Nene. Okay, don't be Nene. Be Nene. Listen, if you like Nene, you gotta like. Come on, Nene. 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 Come on,
Well, everyone needs to make sure they come on and get this this Friday for tribes and tribes and tribulations. Yes, this Sunday. So come on and get some. And you hear Jatia first saying that she is going to come back on the Purple Pants podcast and help me break down the Bachelor. Okay, hopefully, you know, we got a a black Bachelor up in there. So hopefully, these girls come correct. Because listen, I'm here to see what the tea is. So thanks so much. I'm going to tell Barb that you got this secular music up here in the church announcements, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. Stop to see you. Well, thank you so much. And this is going to conclude this week's church announcements. Now, let's get into this podcast. Purple pants. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants. Hey. It's a man who. It's a man you. Me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. It's a man who. It's a man you. Me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. So keeping the menu rolling, guys, I'm so excited and honored for my next guest. You know, this is, you know, I'm popping another Purple Pants podcast, Cherry. This has been a friend in my head for such a long time. We've never actually met personally, but we've been friendly for a couple of years now. And I'm just so excited with everything that's going on. Uh, And with especially it being Pride Month, I thought who more appropriate and not to talk about who who on the cover of my Zedic calendar 2020 June. Okay, I would formally love to welcome to my podcast, Zeke Smith. Hello, Miss Bryce Isaiah. I am so happy to be here. Um, Yes, I we were talking before we started recording that although we've never met in real life, both of us are fully under the impression that we're each other's best friends. Yes. <laughs> like, literally, I just was like, oh my God, is it okay that I call you Zeke Poo? Because in my head, that's what I be screaming to you when I be like, Zeke Poo! So... <laughs> Absolutely. It's such a, I always love how the universe brings people together and like, you know, how it's brought us together and, you know, we've had each other's numbers. We always like text and talk, but we've never met. And I I just think that that's a test. My boyfriend. Yes. Shout out to yes. Nico Santos. Okay. From the superstore. And Zeke hit me up and was like, bitch, uh, you know, my boyfriend going to be doing comedy in your, uh, your city. I was like, well, what's up? What's up with the, what's up? You need me to pull up with the gang. And so, uh, Zeke sent me tickets and me, and Wendell and a couple of our friends went to go see Nico in Philly and Nico was like absolutely hilarious so thank you so much for that but yes I was like oh my god such a small like I was so hyped because I'm like Wendell look I know people okay listen <laughs> I know people that know people <laughs> uh yeah and you you did us a solid he was really concerned because you know you I guess you do stand up at these comedy clubs and you don't know who the audience is going to be and his comedy is very much about being a queer person of color um and if you like you know those Philly audiences like they can yeah. be like violent straight white people so you never, uh, yes, you never know what for sure so I was like who can I who's who's the family I can send to, to make sure he's got a friendly face yes you well you sent the right family over there because we went out and definitely show him nothing but love but yeah Philly is a definite like you know we're known for to be the city of brotherly love but it can be a hard act for like comedians it can be a hard act for sports teams like we don't play like so Philly definitely has a, a harder exterior but Nico for sure killed it. Um, I'm more excited to talk to you because literally like when I was like running through ideas I'm like well oh my god I got so much I want to talk to Zeke about there's so much that like I just want to know like first of all what have you been doing like how has quarantine been treating you and I know that you moved you're not in New York no more I, like I, I know your life has like changed so drastically in the last three years but like give me a quick update like what's popping with you oh sure so 
Um, yeah, uh, about three years ago, I moved to Los Angeles. I packed up um, like everything that I needed and Marie Kondoed everything that I didn't that didn't bring me <laughs> joy or fit in my car. And I drove across the country and now I live in LA. And um, like after Survivor, I was doing um, like a lot of uh, like corporate diversity and inclusion speaking um, mm-hmm. because, you know, those, those corporations, they... They, they pay a good amount of money uh, and fly you out, and it's a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, it, it was so um, it was so weird uh, because I – obviously, like, you know, I got on a plane about four years ago to go to Fiji thinking I was, like, going to get voted out pretty early on my first season. And then I ended up, like, you know, being there for the four months, and my life completely changed and in a way that, like, I was not anticipating nor prepared for. And even though I had nine months to get, you know, knew that, you know, my public outing was going to air, I didn't, I knew it was going to change my life. I didn't Hmm. know how. Nobody knew. And I literally had the date circled on my calendar. And it was like, I had all these plans up until that date. And then after that date, it was like, well, we'll see what happens. Right. (laughs) Um, You you just didn't know. Um, And it's, it's been an adventure. I've had to learn so much about myself because like, you know, clearly I didn't want to talk about being trans on television because I right. wasn't super comfortable with being trans. Um, and I went from someone who, you know, I think harbored a lot of, of self-loathing and really mm. didn't understand who I was to being put in a position where I, I didn't have the choice to not right. like myself anymore. I didn't have the choice to not understand who I was. And I was in this like pressure cooker and it really generated a lot of self-growth um, and self-understanding. And and part of that self-understanding was, you know, there was this image of me on Survivor as this sort of like aspirational, inspiring guy. And that's not who I felt that I was, nor do I, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I understand I have that part of me now. But before I was on Survivor, I was just like a comedian who like got drunk in basements and made dick and fart (laughs) jokes. And I feel like (laughs) that is maybe like more authentically me than the the Zeke you met on Survivor. so it's, you know, it's been hard trying to reconcile those different parts of myself. And, um, you know, I think there was a lot of pressure to as someone who works in the entertainment industry to like, you know, capitalize on this moment, so to speak. And, you know, I, I found that, you know, I would take meetings um, and, you know, I would I would pitch, um, you know, pieces to write and people were really only interested if it conformed to the sort of like survivor Z. Um, and, you know, I, I realized after like about a year and a half of trying to like, you know, wedge myself into this box that someone had else had created for me that I didn't fit into that. And I didn't like there was no need to keep trying to force myself into that box because it made me so unhappy. And um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm back doing what I love, which is uh writing writing comedy writing mystery novels and hoping that one day someone will buy one (laughs) yes well not hoping one day they gonna buy one we speak things into existence here that that someday soon they will they will they will want to pay me to do the thing that i love (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. It's so interesting when you talk about your experience on Survivor and, you know, literally like you were thrushed overnight over an episode. Like, you know, you were on your second season and you were thrust into this position of all of a sudden the poster child. And I don't think that, you know, me looking back, even even myself, I don't think that I, I took that into consideration. Like, wow, what that must be for the actual person, like for my actual Zeke Poo, um, because I'm sure 
sure, obviously, you know, you did not want to come out on Survivor like that. That was not your intention. And I think that that's what kind of sort of connects me and you so much is that like when I played Survivor, <clears throat> excuse me, I did not want to be the the typical gay black man. Like I didn't want to be that. Like I wanted to go out on Survivor to be a survivor player like you know like that's what i like i love this show i thought it was like so fun i thought it was like so like interesting and for me obviously our seasons were so different but for me obviously i just got put right into the stereotypical gay guy like i got on this tribe where there's all these like country people and i'm the one person that stands out so for me that's just so interesting to just to hear you talk about that but what i also say is that how much i commend you and how much you are an inspiration to me because like you know it, it it's either fight or flight they say and like when you're put in those situations and how you handled yourself after that and you literally became a national figure for the LGBTQ community and more importantly the trans community I think is so admirable and for you essentially to like put yourself or wherever that you were at at that time on hold to bring awareness to this much important cause to this much important community that does not get talked about I just think it's so admirable and so worthy and, and I obviously I'm just I'm even proud to talk about you but I sometimes forget that like you're a real person like that like you've got to process that and like obviously you weren't ready to come out at that time and like to what like what can you just talk about like what your process was was like kind of like for essentially like healing yourself because then after that it airs you go and become this literally national th- you can't go you can't turn on CNN you can't turn on the Wall Street Journal like you're everywhere and I just wonder like what that like how was that Zeke prior to like how, how did you cope with that how was that like because I can only imagine for myself like it, it, it's just so much to take in um well thank you you said some very very kind things that really um mean a lot and um I the uh I have a funny story about like the day after I got outed when in like basically that that I was trans was the headline of the day and yes. we um I didn't live in LA at the time but uh survivor flew me to LA to um uh to like be on the talk and to 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 screen the episode early and to like do a couple of other interviews um but their cheap asses and <laughs> only paid for a hotel room for one night and like I had stuff for a week in LA and I um I got you know now having a partner who is uh on the scripted side of television and knowing like how well that talent is catered to and like what you can ask uh, I'm like oh I got I would have asked for so much more right. stuff than like a coach ticket and one night in a hotel room <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, um, so I didn't, I assume, you know, I, I had a hotel room for the, the night of the, the outing, but then I didn't the next night. And I, like, was already spending so much of my own money to be in L.A. for that week. And so I, um, I didn't have a, a place to go. So Adam Klein offered his grandmother's house. And oh. so that's where I went after the talk is I went and like hung out at Adam Klein's grandmother's house and she was lovely and we ate strawberries. And um, yes. then we were driving back to the main part of LA and we stopped at uh, a gas station to like, you know, get a Red Bull or whatever. And as I'm in the gas station, they've got TVs playing TMZ. And I'm just like about to, you know, I, I, I'm like handing the guy over my money and all of a sudden I hear, ah, you know, like the survivor. Oh my song. God. And I turn around and it's like me getting out. 
started <laughs> right, playing on TMZ as I'm like in this gas station. I was like, oh, all right. Well, uh, great. <laughs> there, there, there you go. <laughs> um, I'd like to say that the guy didn't make me pay for my Red Bull, but he... Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so as for the, the process, you know, it was this weird, um, like I said, this weird vacuum where for nine months I knew this thing was going to happen. So I got, you know... The, the one of the few things that I think Survivor did pay up for, as they should have, was for me to like go see a really great therapist like w- once a week. Right. Um, and they said they said find someone expensive because that's that's how you know they're good. And they did. They paid for me to be in therapy for a year, so that was really helpful. Um, because I think you know. I understand what happened to me was extreme, but like Survivor is an extreme experience for everyone and everybody I feel comes home with some level of, of post-traumatic stress because mm-hmm. um, Survivor is, a you know, it's, it's obviously it's not the same as going to war, um, not, not even close, but it is a traumatic experience and you, um, you know, you do things out there. And you you come back and you're like you you don't understand why you did them and people were mean to you and you know it's 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 a lot so um, there was both the like dealing with the outing and then the unpacking of of two seasons of like survivor drama um, so yeah I had a great therapist and then I worked with uh, an organization called Glad I talk about him a lot and there was this yes. guy named Nick Adams who um, who's in Disclosure the documentary that I'm in that I think we're going to talk yeah. about a little bit later um, and he basically like you know he is a trans guy himself so he kind of like became my little trans daddy and like you know sort of like helped me uh, along the way so important which yeah so important exactly because i have never really had um like like a trans guy elder to Mm. sort of like teach me how to like grow up and to be a trans right and he Mm. did that for me um and we spent a lot of time that talking and writing and um he continues to be uh, i was just texting with him this morning he continues to be a really important part of my life and when i moved to la he um got me into mentoring trans youth um so like once a month we we go and we like spend the day mentoring uh high school and college age trans guys which has been such an important experience for me and i think has been so healing because you know for so long i lived as a trans person just sort of like in my own head because the rest of the world didn't know right um, you were in stealth mode <laughs> uh yeah well we we don't we don't like to say 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 the stealth word we say you know non-disclosure um not you weren't saying anything wrong i just you know and that part's so part of my not just dis- to get the nomenclature right. yes yes well at school me school me so just in the non-disclosure mode yes um which, you know, I was having a lot of fun and making friends, but, you know, I also was, like, having to compartmentalize the world. And now when I, you know, I meet with these boys, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I have this wealth of experience mm-hmm. of navigating the world that I didn't even appreciate that I had or was useful to other people. And it feels so nice to, um, you know, I think give voice to experiences that were had silently and to be like, oh, no, like, I have been in this situation. It's you know, it, it's nice to be able to relate to people, to identify with people, because as a trans person, um, often your experiences are different and they're colored by being trans. And on, on many levels, you can relate to your cisgender siblings, but there are a lot of things that are very specific to 
being trans and I didn't know how much I needed to share those with people who had also had those experiences. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And I, I can't, I, I feel that like me being a gay black man and you being a trans man, like our walks are completely different. However, I feel our struggle is the same. And so I, let, let's just get into disclosure. So, but first of all, I just want to let the Purple Pants Posse know, I, you know, Zeke has been supposed to come on the Purple Pants Podcast for like three weeks now, and it's all my fault, because listen, I get the dates wrong, I'm like, stuff come up, I'm having to plan birthday parties for my nieces, and so I just, like, I've been dying to get Zeke on, and so, like, you know, we confirmed Zeke was coming on the podcast, I'm like, yes, and so I text him last night, I'm like, bitch, we still good, and Zeke like, yes, so I have been, like, just watching documentaries, and just, like, the last month, just really trying to watch, like, LGBTQ films that educate, I've really been trying to, like, immerse myself into, like, you know, black black excellent films and so last night i wanted to watch disclosure and no idea zeke was in it so i am just minding my business and i am like literally watching disclosure and i am feeling so overwhelmed with emotion and all of a sudden zeke just pop up and i'm like zeke what the heck what's going on <laughs> and so i i literally was like bitch wait like i like i'm like and mind you i was wetting my whistle a little bit so i'm like oh my god is this the universe talking to me but disclosure I can, can you just let people know what disclosure is about just because I have my thoughts on it and I like but I uh disclosure before I like give you back over the mic because you know I, I love to talk but disclosure for me is so powerful it validated so much of just what I already knew but it's something about hearing what you already knew from somebody that's like you that I I, I even get emotional like talking about it because it's like it it it, it just validates you and i can't explain that spirit experience um but oh my god but yes zeke please talk about disclosure sure um i'm you know i'm i'm so happy that 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 was your reaction to the film um because this 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 film means a lot to me um the director is someone who um like now we are close friends but when i was in college um, trying to like you know figure out who who I was, um, <laughs> I, I found one of uh, the director's documentaries, and it was like the only thing that spoke to me. And then you know when we met ten years later, I like googled him before we went to dinner, and I was like, oh holy shit, you're the person who created <laughs> that that documentary that meant so much to me as a youngin. Um, but anyway, what is disclosure? We need to answer this question. So disclosure, um, full title, disclosure, trans lives on screen is a documentary that was accepted to Sundance and we went to Sundance and premiered it there. Um, it was also accepted to Tribeca and a lot of other film festivals, but unfortunately because of COVID, all of those festivals were canceled and, um, it is now, uh, been released on Netflix. It was released, uh, on the 19th, on Juneteenth. And, um, it's a documentary that chronicles the history of trans representation in film and television, like from the onset of like from like the earliest moving picture images. Um, so like the, we're finding the first trans representation in D.W. Griffith, who is like the, you know, noted racist filmmaker mm-hmm. of the nation that like even he was using trans stereotypes as the butt of the joke or as like you know evil killers and the you know the documentary talks about not just like what is the history of our representation on screen but also how it's affected trans people's lives and how it's affected the way that we see ourselves um yeah that's yeah disclosure it's it's, it's, yes it's a it's a powerful a powerful film um i powerful 
is not the word, Zeke, because even if you are not trans, you can get something out of this film. And me, who identifies as a, a gay black man, I got so much out of the film. And I was sharing with Zeke before we started recording, and I don't mean to, like, have my eyes well up, because I don't talk about this a lot, and I don't talk about this side of myself a lot, but um, for so long in my life, like, at each year that I get older, I'm always so sensitive to my birthday, and I'm always so sensitive to age. And, you know, I, you know, my Purple Pants Posse knows my age is, I'm in my early to late 30s. I mean, my early 20s, my late 20s, early 30s. That's my age. Um, And that, like, it's a joke, and I, I, I love to make fun of it, but there is a root to that. Like, you know, something about age and getting older for me, like, strikes a chord, and I, I, I'm not aware of it. And another thing that I was sharing with my Ziki Poo was that, like, you know, uh, when I was in high school, in college, like, I, I learned, like, yearned for this love. Like, I always wanted to be in love. I knew that I was gay, but I always wanted to be gay in love. And I, that was just something that really, like, ran home for me. And, like, I just, at that time in my life, like, the thought of, like, ugh, being old and gay, like, it literally repulsed me. And I, I could never figure out why. Like, what is this thing with your age, Bryce? What is this thing with, like, you wanting to be, like, in love and young? And so, even watching the movie Disclosure, it really kind of helped me figure out, like, bitch, like, growing up as a gay black man who identified that, who knew very young, um, I never had any representation of positive imagery of a gay black man. For me, all I knew about gay black men was AIDS. Like, literally, that's all that I ever knew. Um, And so, for me, getting older was scary because I never, ever, in my personal life, saw positive images of gay black men. And, you know, the, the gay black men or the things that I had to reference was, like, from Martin Lawrence, Shanae-nae, or, like, you know, from In Living Color, like, you know, the Wayne's brother, like, doing the, the impersonation of, like, the gay men and like my brothers would tease me like that's you that's you and so watching the documentary disclosure really opened my eyes to be like wow like the images that I have grown up with like the tv shows that I have grown up to love like they have set the precedent for like what I should know or what I believe to know about myself and it it has been such an eye-opening experience for me and you know it just kind of like lightens the fire underneath me even more to continue to like speak up and to to continue to say that I'm gay and I'm black. I'm black and I'm gay and this is who I am. And it, it, it just is like, oh, I cannot recommend this movie Disclosure so much. And for me also, Zeke, when I saw them talking about Paris is burning, like I was like, oh my God, like people really know about that documentary? Like I remember in college when I watched that documentary and my friend was like, have you seen this? About like, you know, the, the black gay ballroom scene where, you know, a lot of our trans sisters and I, what I loved about that is what they talked about in the documentary was that like, you know, that there were like trans men in the Paris is burning as well too but there weren't terminology for it they they didn't talk about it so I just uh, I, there's so much I could say about disclosure but I recommend everybody to watch it and it, it it's such a powerful piece of work that I'm gonna just be quiet real quick see because I know I was just going on a tangent but like wow like I did not think I was going to get what I got out of it but oh my god did it touch my soul I'm I'm just so I'm just so happy um, that you had this experience with the film because it was made with, you know, a lot of love and a lot of desire to, you know, let people see themselves. Um, and, and I think put a, a name to that experience that you had, which was, you know, I never saw myself grow up to be a happy, successful 
in love adult on television. And I think we still have very few representations of um, our community that, you know, where we're not the victim, where we're not the subject of violence, where we're not, you know, fighting a deadly disease, right? Where we're just like people going about the world (laughs) who are heroes, who are overcoming obstacles and like having happy endings. Um, And uh, I also watched Paris is Burning when I was in college. And it... I, you know, it was like this door to a world that was so mm. different from my upbringing in, you know, a, a overwhelmingly white, like middle class suburb in central Oklahoma. And um, I don't know. I love our community so much. Um, I love our creativity and our strength and, you know, the ways that we have been knocked down and we have, you know, risen up and we've never let our flame die. And Paris is Burning is just such a great example of that. And you're right. There were trans men um, back in the early 90s when this when the, the Paris is Burning documentary was made. Um, and our our, ter- our language for ourselves was still evolving. Um, and right. I actually have a friend. Um, he is his name's uh, Marquise Wilson, Wilson Balenciaga because Balenciaga is his yes, name. House He's of Balenciaga. Of okay, yes. yes. <laughs> House Balenciaga, and he is like an icon, uh, a trans guy icon of the ballroom yes. scene. Has been there forever, and he's very fabulous. He's also extremely handsome. <laughs> um, we uh, when we were at Sundance because he's also in the documentary. We were at Sundance and we shared a room, and I was just like, "Oh God, you're so hot." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yes, it, it's uh, it, it, it's it's just I don't know. It's just something about seeing what you always know played back to you. Yeah. And I, I feel like even for you, for being a trans man, like that, I'm sure when you came out on Survivor or when you were pushed out on Survivor, I'm sure some people were like, what the hell is that? Like, you know, and it's just like you constantly, and I feel like a, a lot of your struggle is somewhat similar to like, you know, my struggle as a gay black man. Like, you know, I'm constantly being the oppressed. I'm constantly being, you know, put down. And then at, at the very same token, I have to turn the cheek seat and I have to be the teacher. Like, it, 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 it's just such a, a, a double-edged sword for me. However, I choose to be a beacon of light. I choose to rise above and I choose to want to put that positivity in the air. And for you to be a trans man, like I can only imagine because the, the I, I, I want to say the terminology is still new, but like you have been around forever and i even personally have a family member who um you know she is an aunt of mine however i wonder an old school so you know i just wonder like what her thoughts on everything are um and we still use she pronouns for her but what i'm just saying is that like in my definition i feel like she's a pioneer because like you know and i feel like from her generation where she grew up and everything that kind of like she went through i i wonder just I, I sometimes wonder like if she grew up today like I wonder what her experience would be like right now and so like when we use these like the terminology and everything it, it, it's such a sensitive subject and even like you know on this podcast earlier I use a term and you quickly gathered me and I love it and and I, I think that more of a America more of us we need to be open and if we say something that's inappropriate please, like ask for corrections like have that conversation there's nothing wrong with that and even in the movie uh, Disclosure like you see these interviews of them interviewing these trans women and I've 
actually seen some of these interviews and it was so interesting like back when they aired in 2000 2005 and when you you see the the trans females talk about this like you know why is the first thing that she's talking about like my operation or why is the first thing like like girl i'm here to promote a movie like am i asking you Oprah, am I asking you, Sally Fields, what are you doing in your bedroom? And I think, like, I, I I love the fact that we are, like, saying that because, yes, like, am I going in there saying, like, what you and your husband was doing last night? Like, no, like, how intrusive, how, like, you're asking us our most intimate and private moments and you want us to put on for you, like, we're a circus animal. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I felt so empowered from watching Disclosure. I can't even tell you. I, it is definitely a purple pants podcast recommendation i um the, the purple pants podcast film club yeah i mean <laughs> listen i mean we collection. i mean listen i mean we're going to start it if it's going to include my ziki pool i mean that's the only way it's going to start but <laughs> i um i i oftentimes review tv shows and like films that i i thought of and like that i watched but like i this is why again i i say this experience for me is so surreal because it's like i was just watching this just to watch it not because you was like coming on my podcast and then like when i when i saw you and i'm like of of course you got on a button-up shirt of course you got a floral button-up shirt i'm like yes i i don't know it just was it meant so much to me and i i just love the fact that you are walking in your truth how hard or easy it is for you that you are continually to walk in your truth and i love the story of you and nico i love the story that like you know you walking in your truth is how you met your your current partner okay and listen i'm trying to walk in my truth right now i'm gonna walk in my truth up the street okay because i'm trying to find my soulmate but um i i I just i absolutely love it and i don't want to just i feel like i'm just screaming on here like zake but it's like my actual emotions of how the documentary made me feel and how you make me feel as a person and how you're so inspiring to me and how that I want to be a better ally to my trans community and the last couple of podcasts I've done podcasts with uh, the Mahogany Project that does like that specifically caters to the the black trans community in Houston Texas Um, you know oftentimes it's a community that, that is forgotten about that they don't want to talk about that it makes people uncomfortable well I'm sorry if my being makes you uncomfortable but listen we're going to talk about it because the more talking the more representation that we see the better we can further the needle the better that we can get to normalize us because we just normal people like it, it, you know john legend said it the best we're just ordinary people okay that's my jam too but i um i'm so excited do you have anything else that you're working on zeke like what what's what's on the horizon for you um well there you, you've you've touched on like so many incredible things i wish i was like <laughs> taking notes so i could go back and um, i know and i'm sorry them. but no there's there's something that you said that really resonated with me about you know, if you are a person who is LGBT, a person of color, like we're living in a moment where I think people are listening more than they ever have. But the the downside to listening is that we're constantly put in a position where we have to educate others. Yeah. And that can just be so exhausting. Like mm-hmm. on, on the one hand, you want people to like listen and ask questions and elevate their understanding and you know, hope to bring them in as as allies. But on the other hand, it's just like, God, like I, I was in, um, we went to go meet, we're having like a, a social distance outdoor hang with a friend who got two new puppies. So we were going mm-hmm. to like 
meet the puppies, have a little socialization. And the dude's boyfriend was there. And the dude's boyfriend, like, didn't know I was trans. And so, like, you know, it, it just sort of, like, naturally came out in conversation. And we're just, you know, having a couple beers, eating some tacos in the backyard, playing with puppies. Like, it's a Saturday. Like, you know, it, like, right. came, came up that I was trans. And he was like, what? And then he just had a million questions which were all along the lines of like i'm a gay guy but i've always thought trans people were weird and like explain to me why trans people aren't weird and why i should care like you know um Mm. and that's not exactly what he said but they were all sort of like questions along right along those lines and i guess like I, i i did what i imagine you would do is i tried to like you know respectfully um answer his questions in like a way that didn't make him feel bad about himself because i didn't want him to turn off his ears or feel attacked i'm like this is an opportunity but i'm also like god I bitch really i came here for the tacos and the puppies yes, okay exactly. <laughs> yes i come here to explain myself like yes i and this is when i say zeke i i i feel like again our experiences are so different and i don't claim to know your experience just like you don't claim to know my experience but i just feel our struggle is so similar because yes like i i I completely get that and it's just yeah it's just crazy like bitch you just came here for the tacos like i don't want to explain to you why i felt and what like but at the same time like you said like we we, there's this duty on us that we 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 have these listening ears and we've got to rise to the occasion and 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 again why i commend you and why i look up to you so much is because like you know you truly are a leader like you whether or not it's a position that you wanted whether or not it's like what you dreamed about or like but you have that position and i think you wear it very well and you're super inspiring but like yes the toll of it the the what i forget what did they say the something about the crown is heavy or the heavy is the crown that you wear heavy but something that wears the crown come on zeke i'm a writer i know i know my yeah. phrase Okay. Yes. And so, yeah. And so I just, what I always say to people is just be respectful. Like, you know, I always just think about, think about your most intimate secret that you've ever had that, you know, like, and imagine that being who you are like would you want to go around and talking about your most intimate secret not that you're ashamed of it but it's just like you know i feel like everything can be done respectfully and i feel like when you're wrong admit you wrong yeah. you know be well, open it's also like god like sometimes like i don't want to be trans right now like you know yes and like i'm sure you feel like don't like make me be black right now like let me just like be myself zeke if i can't tell you in this last two weeks how many of my caucasian brothers and sisters have been texting me and call, like it's just like oh my god like yeah i just want to like like so yes like exactly like i i i know the feeling and like you know and it, it it's just a lot um but well, and also and for anyone listening who's like oh gosh well then how do i be a good ally google Google, you got questions? Someone has answered it on the internet. Like you can you can read an article, you can read a book, you can watch a movie, like you can read a Twitter feed, you can listen to a podcast. There's so many things that Listen, people first have, of like, all served it up for you on a silver platter. You just have to go get it. <laughs> First of all, I just want to let my Purple Pants Posse know that that was Zeke Poo, okay? That was Zeke Poo right there, okay? Yes! Okay? <laughs> Thank you. And I say that with the most love and respect and dignity. Of course. Of course. But like, just fucking Google it. Ah! Okay. See, now you trying to get me to cut up, Zeke. Okay. (laughs) 
and I will always rise to the occasion to cut up. But yes, I um I don't even know what I else I needed to talk to you about, Zeke. I just am so excited that I get to talk to you and that I that we get to share experiences, that we get to come together on a project and like you know, the project being my podcast, but really like just to talk and, and just be in your greatness and just show like what an ally, like what me being an ally to Zeke looks like, what Zeke to me being an ally looks like, and that like yes, everyone can be an ally, everyone can support, everyone can do their part, everyone can go to Google, okay? Everybody can listen to a podcast. Everybody, like, you know, I just think that it's so important. Um, But I am curious, though, Zeke, like, what else? What's the tea? Like, what else you working on? Like, what? Like, what's your summer plans? You know, COVID is messing up everything. Like, what you and Nico working on? Um, Yeah. Uh, well, gosh, you know, COVID is... COVID has been a butt kicker, um, so which is kind of good if you're a writer because uh, you don't have because the thing about writing is you're always trying to not write, but when all you can do is be home alone and the the, the real world kind of sucks, it's nice to kind of just re- <laughs> right. recede into the story, like the fun story that is happening in your head. Um, so yeah, so I uh, I I during the quarantine I have uh, finished up three different um, comedy half hour television scripts and. Um, um, one of which I'm working on with my friend Chris Burns, who has a very popular Instagram handle. It's at Fat Carrie Bradshaw, and um, <laughs> so like we're writing the like the Fat Carrie Bradshaw pilot, and um, yeah, we we I got into a good place. We're just waiting to get some feedback and see what our next steps are with that. Um, and then so right now I have um, I've I love like little like mystery novels, like things that you would pick up at the airport. Um, like very commercial, easy reading, like non-literary uh, mystery novels. So I am, um, I am, I am writing my first mystery novel right now. Ooh. I'm just starting to get into it, but it's, um, yeah, it's. I have uh, a best friend who I love and adore, and she is like, you know, the, the. I feel like she is my soulmate, and we often say that, like, you know, were she not a lesbian and I not a gay man, and our like, you know, orientations aligned, that we would be married and have kids by now. Um, she's like part of my family. She comes to Christmas. My mom, I think, loves her more than she loves me. Regardless, um, uh, we have always talked about like we how we want to like quit our jobs and become private detectives and like solve mysteries with our like you know a bundle of skills and ability to cyber stalk people. Um, so so that is the that is the 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 relationship of of the novel. It's these like two best friends who um, decide to go investigate the um, what was ruled a suicide of their dear friend, but it's actually uh, a, a murder that no one wants to acknowledge and has, you know, deeper roots and twists and turns and, you know, all sorts of fun hijinks along the way. Now, I got a question for you. Okay. And, and this has been burning up. Did you play Clue growing up as a kid? Um, a little bit. Not we weren't big a big Clue family, but we did every now and again. I love the Clue movie. It's one of my favorite movies. So I have yet to watch Clue, and oh, I did not play. Oh, I know. I, God, you're know. you're in for such a treat. So I like as an adult, like my two friends, like Sarah and Eddie. They just recently bought a house, and they've been having like you know game nights, and we've been playing Clue. And I have to tell you, like when we played Clue when I was younger, like I like you can miss me with it, but like Clue as an adult with an an adult beverage, trying to like it's a really like interesting game. So I'm. Challenging you, Zeke Poo, to uh play play a little bit of Clue, wet your whistle, and play Clue as an adult. I'm just saying, you you writing these murder mysteries. Listen, 
thank me later. I, will, I, I don't think I have played Clue uh, in, in oh gosh, longer than I would like to admit. Um, right. In like 20 years or something. But I'm, I'm so down. I'm so down to Listen, I'm Clue. I'm telling you, this quarantine will have you doing some crazy things. But, like, literally, like, when my friends are like, let's play Clue. I'm like, bitch, Clue. Girl, if you don't pour the mimosa and make some bacon. But I have to say, like, playing Clue, like, I was like, oh, my God. And when you kind of, like, figure out, like, you know, oh, you got to, like, pretend you're going into one room so they follow you in the other room. But, like, no, I'm just saying, I'm serious. I'm so serious, Zeke. When you play Clue, I need you to text me and be like, bitch, you was right. I'm like, oh, and I'm going to write back. I know. I, I will. I totally. Um, oh, something you said earlier about this is like going way back. And if, is, did you ever watch? Because we're about the same age. Did you ever watch Noah's Ark? Excuse me. <laughs> you mean Noah's Ark? And so, oh my God. So this is yes. And first of all. D- you heard about the reunion that they're doing, like the 15-year the reunion that they're doing, like on Zoom? Oh, no, I hadn't heard about that, but that's so exciting. Yes! So, I, if no one's heard of Noah's Ark, what is, I, and mind you, I've watched the other version, too. What is, like, the, what's the other show that's so similar to Noah's Ark? Um, Queer as Folk? Yeah, not, is it Queer as, no. Is, is it Queer as Folk? Um, yeah, no, yes, yes, because that was on HBO, yes. Yeah. So, Noah's Ark. So, I, it's funny because I actually started watching Queer as Folk first after it like aired. And then in my college days, my friend, my cousin actually was like, Bitch, are you watching Noah's Ark? And I'm like, Yeah. Like, at the time, no. But again, that was one, I, know, I don't want to say one. That was the only time I have ever, 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 ever seen men of color like lead roles, all lead roles. Um, and you know, it was phenomenal. However, I, I, it's problematic in some ways, but just like in the disclosure movie, when you guys find it, sometimes you forget the problematic ways when you are just happy to see yourself. Yeah, you're just so hungry to see yourself. Your, yes, like for a hundred percent sure. And the thing that I hated about Noah's Ark was like, number one, why was it not as popular as queer as folk because in my opinion I felt like these storylines for queer uh for Noah's Ark were so much more real and relatable but like it, I don't know but yes I, I first oh my god Zeke Poo, I can't believe that you just brought up Noah's Ark that is taking me <laughs> out I kept meaning to bring it up but then um you know the conversation would pass on but I was like oh like I wonder if he knows about Noah's Ark but like of course bitch wonder if I know about Noah's Ark <laughs> yes I would I and here's the thing like and although I've always been person I've always been myself like that's the one thing that I think um is important I- I would I would sneak and watch that. Yes. Oh my God. I can't. That. Oh, you have put such a smile on my show. But anyway, if anyone has watched Queer as Folk, you know it's a group of like five gay men. That's what Noah's Ark is about. It's a group of five like gay black men and living their life. And like I believe is is Noah's Ark in Atlanta or New York? I can't remember. I don't remember either. Right. I can't. I can't. I don't even know whether or not if they've ever like randomly is in Pittsburgh. Right. And mind you, Queer as Folk was my 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 like Queer as Folk was my show. I, and I, I, am, I am with you there. I remember in high school skipping out on like going to the football games on Friday night and like torrenting, like illegally downloading episodes listen. of Queer Folk and like watching it in my bed with the, the covers over my head. 
<laughs> yes, because you're like, oh my god, I'm watching. Like, I mean, literally, I'm like, I'm watching the devil's juice or something. Right. But like, and, and the queerest folk on Showtime is borderline pornographic. I mean, it's. I mean, child. <laughs> and what was like, that one? What? What was the one character's name? The younger guy who dated the 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 one who had the bachelor pad, who had like was like. Oh yeah, so so yeah, this is the crazy thing because in high school, so the central relationship of queer as folk, mm. the American queer as folk, is between this guy named Brian Kinney and this mm. young guy who his nickname is who's like in tenth grade. Yeah, and like in high school, you're like, oh my god, I want some like big, strong, like rich man to come sweep me <laughs> off his feet and let me live with him in his like whatever like penthouse apartment. Um, and like you know, dance and do drugs in the club. But then, as an adult, you're like, "Holy shit, bitch, that's man. rape! This- bitch, that's statutory rape!" <laughs> like this kid is like 16 years old. And then the other thing is like the mom is is cool with it, right? Like, ah, like, uh, oh, it's so but- weird. <laughs> It's so, so weird. However, I just, given, child, given the times, I feel like had they made the, the younger character a little older, but like, but yes, so problematic. But I, I think what queer as folk did was like normalized it for like gay men. But <clears throat> another thing, okay, now we about to talk about something else. Another thing that leads uh, me to talk about, and I was trying to wrap this conversation up, but I blame you, Zeke, because you brought Noah's Ark up, okay? So this is all Sorry, your fault. <laughs> I guess you can another because <laughs> uh, yes. I like this. How you know about Noah's Ark? But anyway, but another thing about um, like and again, so queer as folk for me was like uh, like one of like the eye openers, like along with like Will and Grace. I just throw that out there. But um, they're like the representation in queer as folk of like black gays was kind wait, of like wait, wait, non-existent. Queer as folk, I don't like think there are non-existent. Any. Yeah. And for me, there is a struggle with the LGBTQ community. And I, my struggle is, is that sometimes I don't believe that like their fight is for the people of color. And I, I'm, I'm not saying that it, it, it's all, but there is definitely some times where I feel like, you know, the LGBTQ can be like a white gay man's thing. And it's not talked about a lot, um, but it is something that I have experienced personally. Um, like for instance, in Philadelphia, we have a like you know a gayborhood, and there's these oh, popular gay bars. There. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, and call me though, but we'll that's another day it was, for it was another time. I was on Survivor. <laughs> Okay, I still could have called me another day and another time. But so like they got these practices where like they're like no hats, no Timberlands and like just things that are like, well, okay, well, this is like kind of like of the black gay culture. Like this is what we like to wear. And then even more recently, like three years ago, one of the gay club owners was caught on video basically saying like how he does not like the black patrons to visit his club because like just a number of different things that he said. And so I always feel like sometimes like I for Pride Month people are always like well what are you doing for Pride Month and I'm like I really don't do much for Pride Month however in May is Black Gay Pride and that's really when I'm my most active because that's when I feel like I'm around people that are like me and most like can understand my struggle because like again my struggle as a gay black man is drastically different than one of the counterparts of a gay white man and it is not talked about a lot and a lot of the times like people lump in the LGBTQ community like yeah we're one fight we're one like you know like let's not forget like black trans 
trans women started this LGBTQ move. Like, you know, we they started the, the movement. And so it is like something that just popped into my mind when we talk about like Nova's Ark and queer as folk, like, you know, and queer as folk. I loved it. Like, I absolutely like, you know, I like, you know, whenever we would go over like my Uncle Joe's house who had like Showtime, like that's when I would get to watch it. But I always felt a sense of sadness because like I didn't see myself. I'm like, how do I fit in this? Like, what are my people like? So when I made it to college and that like I got to see a Noah's art, like I was like, oh, oh, bitch, it's on. Uh, like, you know, and again, I it, it just comes back to my recurring theme of representation matters. It matters. matters. It matters to like, you know, the little Bryce, the little Zeke, like, you know, like I like, you know, I, I even get, I, I get like teary eyes saying this because it's just like, you know, I sometimes can revert back to like my eight year old self and like, remember being like, I'm different. I don't know what it is. I know I'm getting like called names at school. I know that I'm like, you know, going home and I'm telling like my brothers about it and my brothers are like fighting the bullies. But then when I'm at home, my brothers are calling me these names and like, you know, it, I, I just remember that time of like, I not knowing who or what or just and you know seeing something or seeing like something that looked or sound like me could I just think the world of difference that it could have made for me and why I, I just think it's so important to like amplify your voice and I know I just said a whole lot Zeke so I know you might not be able to touch on something but I would love like you know what what your thoughts are yeah well I just want to rubber stamp everything that you have, have just said because I think we are you know our 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 friendship that um, we know exists but is yet to like manifest in real life. I think <laughs> we are very much on the same page. And yeah, I mean, I I, I think you are one hundred percent right that there is ramp there is rampant racism within the LGBTQ community, and that there are you know I think you know white cisgender gay men are the most privileged of our group, and like in many ways are are no longer marginalized or experience what it's like to be marginalized on a day-to-day basis which is not true for the people of color in our community the women in our community the trans people in our community and i you know i i you know as as someone who is a partner of a gay person of color um you know i think that i i i try my best to be an ally into like make queer spaces inclusive for everyone because like I personally have experienced that um you know cisgender white gay men are are not necessarily like the hippest to trans issues and you know for example like I was outed by a cisgender white gay man and like I definitely see those divisions and and want to be part of the of the healing process and and bringing us right. all all together and that like all queer spaces are spaces that are like spaces for black people and spaces for indigenous people and spaces for all people of color um that's why you know i think it's really important that we're seeing an evolution in the stripes of the pride flag and it's no longer just like yes. the rainbow stripes but we're adding you know a black and brown stripe to the pride flag to like signify that you know our our, our siblings of color like are yes. important and are part of this movement and are really the foundation of it as you mentioned like trans women of color like through the first bricks stonewall like everybody wants to think it was like white gay guys fighting back but it right. wasn't it was poor people it was brown people it was black people it was trans people it was the most marginalized who had experienced the brunt of violence and police brutality and we're fucking sick of it and yes you know i think we we are all too quick to forget that absolutely well z 
I have to say, you didn't make my eyes tear up. You didn't make me scream about seven times. You have, I have the hugest smile on my face. I am so grateful for the opportunity um, to talk with you. I'm so grateful for the opportunity, first of all, to call you my brother. Okay, because you my brother in Survivor. Okay, and you my brother in my heart. And so I'm so grateful to be able to have your number, to ask you to have like conversations like this with me. So for me, I am, you know, I for me, I'm fangirling out over here because I, I'm just having such a, a, a great conversation and a much needed conversation, I feel like, um, that doesn't get talked about. And I feel like during this podcast, we've talked about a lot of issues that are not mainstream, that are not like talked about. However, in our community, like we know those to be true. Yeah. So I am forever grateful. I can't believe that you came on my podcast. I'm screaming <laughs> over here. And then, and then, after we didn't baked a cherry on, after we didn't baked a cheesecake, this bitch gonna put the cherry on the cake and say, Noah's Ark! <laughs> Zeke Pooh. <laughs> I am so, 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 so grateful. And to any of like, uh, so I just want to say that. So thank you so much. I'm well, so excited. So and I, I'm, I'm trying not to interrupt you, but I want to echo back all of the, the love and respect and the fangirling and the admiration um, because I have it all for you. And I've been such a big fan of yours forever. And I think you are such an important voice and I love that you use it so loudly and please keep doing so. And if there's like a way that I can amplify your voice, you just like, you got my number, you let me know. And um, I hope that we can continue to have great conversations both on your podcast and off because I love you, Bryce. Yes, I love you too, Zeke Pooh. I love it. So thank you so much for coming on my podcast. It has been an honor and I I really feel like it's a great conversation. So thank you so much. Thank you, Bryce. And thank you, RHAP Nation. Yes. It is time for advice given to you by Bryce. It's time for advice with Bryce. All right. Welcome back to another edition of Advice with Bryce. We once again have another great submission. So let's get right into it. Hi, Bryce. I recently ended a long-term relationship with a girl I've been dating since college. I'm 27 years old, have finally come to terms with the fact that I'm gay. Do you have any advice for someone that is stepping out into the gay dating world a little later in life? Should I be open about the fact that I've only dated women until now? Now that the world is opening back up, I'm more stressed about dating than I thought I would be. So any advice is helpful. Thanks, Brandon. And once again, if you feel like you need advice with Bryce, please do not hesitate to reach out to the Purple Pants Podcast. You can contact Bryce at purplepantspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, Nasir. And hey, Brandon, what a great question. First, I want to start off by saying hooray and congratulations for walking and living in your truth. Not something that is easy for people to do. And I know that you said you're 27 and you say later Later in life, but baby boy, you're still a young spring chicken and coming out at 27 is still relatively early. So don't put yourself in a box like, you know, it. people come out on their own time and whenever they feel like as though they're comfortable. So I just want to celebrate you taking the strength to come out and, you know, to realize like who you are. Um, I think a lot of time people tend to look at sexuality as if it's black or white. It's one or the other. But I choose to think that sexuality is fluid. And so like, you know, you could be lean a little more 
more to one side, leaning more to the other side. It's not something that's so hard to do. It's not something that's like set in concrete. So with that being said, I think that, you know, you are in this new liberation of your life and you are ready to like, you know, figure out what you like and what you don't like. I think that it's important being as though you just got out of a relationship. And this is what I tell a lot of my friends is that don't forget to take time for yourself. Like as you are discovering your sexuality, discovering yourself, like think about you, what you like, what you want in a partner, what you want in a relationship. And I think that that's important because I think a lot of the times we likes to jump from relationship to relationship because it gives us some sense of like security, some sense of safety. So I always encourage people to just take some time to figure themselves out. Trust me, baby boy, the boys ain't going nowhere. They'll be there. But it's important for you to get a foundation of like who you are, I think. And when you start to date, I always believe in honesty and transparency. And so it's not like you haven't dated before. It's just like you've never really dated men. And so I think that, yeah, you absolutely should be open with the people that you are intermingling with and talking to. And just remember that I say, I say date, you know, get out and experience different people because how else will you figure out what you like, what you don't like? Now, I ain't saying going out and date a thousand people, but I'm saying that, you know, don't like, you know, just go out and meet somebody and like, oh, lock it down. Like explore, go out on dates. I think a lot of the times people forget that like dating means dating multiple people, going out on a date with this person, going for lunch, this person, going for a run, this person, like, you know, expanding your network. So figuring out what you like. So I think that it's a great time for you to be open, honest with people and, you know, see what you, what you like and what you don't like. And I truly believe that you will figure out what are some of the things that you like, what are some of the things that you don't like so that when you find your king, you'll know who he is. I also think that with the world opening back up, yes, that can give you a lot of anxiety. But just because the world opening back up, baby boy, don't mean you got to jump down and be meeting somebody. Please Listen, first of all, I say COVID-19 ain't going nowhere no time soon. So you got plenty of time. I definitely think dating apps are a great way for people to meet. Think you can kind of sort of like wet your whistle in the sense of talking to different people on dating apps and kind of figuring out what you like, what you don't like. I think that that could be great. And then when and if it's time for you guys to meet, you know, a social distance date would be great in the park. And, you know, really just take the time to explore. You've got the rest of your life. Brandon and you are so young you know I mean we around the same age though but we're young and so a lot of the times now I'm talking to myself as well too Brandon so don't just think I'm just talking to you but a lot of the times I feel like we try to rush things Um, like earlier when I talked in the podcast with Zeke like we try to rush things and because we want to we want it now but listen it's no time you know the more time that you have to love on yourself to figure out yourself to walk in living your truth then you'll be able to find the king that you are looking for. So I really hope that advice helps, Brandon. And again, I'm so excited for you to have your rebirth and to truly live in your truth because not a lot of people can do that. So I applaud you and I just loving on your baby boy for living in your truth. And, you know, let me know, DM it, email me back and let me know if, you know, that advice helps. And if you need some other advice, you know, shoot your baby boy and I got to help you. And that is going to conclude this week's advice with Bryce and just like Nasir said, if you guys want some advice with Bryce, with dating, coming out, you know, anything with movies, food, work stuff, COVID stuff, you know how to get in contact with your baby boy. Just hit me up on the Gmail at purplepantspodcast at gmail.com and your baby boy got you. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak?
Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be And we are on to the freak of the week, baby. So I'm minding my business like I always do, just scrolling through the Instagram. And you know, I always love survivors, survivor players, and you know, I love the loved one visits. So there's some, like, you know, after I see them on the show, I start following, you know, they loved ones, like, you know, somebody named Bobby. Bobby, 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 Bobby. So, yes, Sophie from season 40, her husband Bobby. I follow him on Instagram. He's so funny. Uh, his Instagram is bshades29. And so, you know, I'm just scrolling through, minding my business, and I see this photo. And the caption reads, who said people and their dogs start to look more and more alike? These beauties. And it's Sophie and their dog and they're laying on the grass and they looking at the camera. But baby, you know me. It looked like they look back at it. Look back at it. Hey, you know, I was like, hey, come on. Look back at it, Sophie. Look back at it, Sophie. Look back at it. Look back at it. Needless to say, I love me some Sophie and I love me some Bobby. So, Sophie and her dog on Bobby's Instagram is definitely the freak of the week. So, you guys know what to do. If you find that photo, make them aware that Sophie and the dog look back at it is definitely the freak of the week, baby. Which means we are at an end to another episode. I'm so grateful for your support and your listening. And don't forget, if you have yet to, please subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give me a five-star rating. Write a review. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, baby. You know I try to give you the best that I can. And you know Purple Pants Posse. You know I got your back. And I thank you so much for supporting me. And I just want to say thank you so much to everyone that has been DMing me, sending me emails, writing just, you know, about the recent episodes and your support. Truly, 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 truly warms my heart. I'm so sorry if I cannot get back to all of you. I try and I will. So, you know, baby boy, respond a week later. Don't be mad at me. I'm just going through them all and getting them. But greatly, I greatly, I greatly, I greatly appreciate you guys. Sometimes I read them and I'm just like, oh my God, like I can't believe that I have an effect on someone like that. Like it literally will bring me to tears sometimes. But listen, I ain't going to get into tears right now. I just love my Purple Pants Posse and I love this platform, platform that I have that I'm able to express myself and to be myself and I truly feel like I am finding my voice well listen you'll have to wait till next week to hear my voice again but you already know it's a it's a it's a it's the purple pants it's the purple pants it's the purple pants podcast you better get your headphones and listen up quick it's the purple pants podcast you better listen in public might make your stomach hurt it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to unwind you better get that box wine it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to get your snack you better hurry right back though it's the purple pants it's the purple pants